Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be an updated Gambit review. I've played it quite a bit more. Some of my thoughts are still the same, but I want to add a little bit to my ideas about this game. And, you know, they have made some changes to Sleeper and some other things. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always tune in live, twitch.tv slash rage, or you can follow me on Twitter at Rage. And that is one of the easiest ways to stay in touch with me. If you're listening here live, you can submit questions for the Q&A using the question command. Uh, You can also catch these episodes backlogged in any of those places. Uh, Spotify, YouTube, Google Play, or YouTube. Just look for uh, SNTR Presents or Say No to Rage. And this talk's going to be broken into three parts. Uh, The first part, I'm going to talk about how it's just a race. Not, that's not going to surprise anybody. It's just a race, but I'm talking about why some of this is maybe a bit too simplistic. And then simple strategy will be the thing I talk about uh, second. And lastly, I'm going to talk about still flawed. I still think the game mode is significantly flawed. I think a lot of people, especially during two times infamy, are going to resonate with this because really sweaty teams are coming out. And there are ways to play this game that if you're not in tune with it or if you're solo queuing can be extremely frustrating to play against. So like really smart teams, really good teams, organized teams, etc. can utilize some of the very, very simple strategies and and methods of this game mode and make it pretty unfun. So just a race is the first section here. Uh, Now, before I get into this, I know a lot of people are going to rush to the comments and do a couple of things. They're going to say, it's fine. I like it. You liking it doesn't necessarily refute criticisms of game design. Uh, You thinking it's fine isn't really an argument. That's just you saying, I think it's fine. Like, I'm going to actually do my best to criticize the game mode in ways that I think it's flawed. Also, try to keep in mind, I was making these criticisms when we were going on 10 to 20 game win streaks in Gambit. Now, it's a little bit harder to do that now. A lot of the sweaty teams have kind of come out of the mix, and so it's not quite as easy to steamroll. There's more organized teams in the mix. But I was saying the same things, winning or losing. I'm not only say, I'm not just saying these things because we were having a hard time winning. I was saying these things when we were winning again, 10 to 20 games in a row. So this isn't just this isn't just like a bias against the game mode because I'm having a hard time or not winning. Okay. So just a race. This game basically falls or dies on races that a lot of people are not in tune with, and the most important races are the first two. And this is why solo queuing can be so frustrating. This is also why playing against a decent team that can utilize some of these things, the entire game can be over a lot of the times in the first minute. Uh, And I did it to a team yesterday and was like, yeah, the game's basically over. So the first race that matters and the first race that determines, I I would wager to say 80% or more of the wins and losses are determined by the first race to 25 motes banked. It's not about saving up to fives or tens or or 15 blockers. It's all about as soon as you have 25, you bank and you send somebody over. Once you hit 25, there's usually maybe a small window of waiting to get the heavy, but usually by the time you move to the second location and get 25 motes to bank and send, heavy is ready. And if you send over somebody with the 1k voices like we do, you can typically get a guaranteed 1 to 2 kills. Now, if you're getting team wipes and you're getting 3s and 4s, it's probably just a bad team that's not paying attention. I did that my first time I tried uh, with the 1k voices. I did it to get the Malfeasance quest. I did it my first try. So, 
that is the initial race and that is all that matters that determines so so much okay now the real reason this is so this is so important is because if you get that first bank to 25 even if you go over and you don't really manage to get any kills let's say they just all hide they go back into the spawn or they're all scared because they have you know fives and tens or whatever the case may be and they're like we're not coming out we're just gonna hide That still slows them down significantly. That is 30 seconds for you, the team that invaded. You have three people back at your your side, and now their job is to race to 50. That's the next invade. So you race to 50, and then you do the same thing. So a successful invade that gets kills basically sets up the game for you know who's going to win. I invaded yesterday. I got two kills, a 10 and like a 7. They lost 17 moats. Well, in the race to 25, they now basically just started over. They have eight moats. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Kohagen, for 19 months, dude. Welcome back. So close to getting to two years. I'm going to turn alerts off just for this segment. So that was basically it. The game was over. As soon as I got those two kills, we knew. We're like, we won. We won. Like, it, the game was over. Now, some people say, oh, that's how it should be, or oh, those rubber band mechanics. I'm going to get to that in a little bit. I'm going to get to that in a little bit. But in general, I think that's one of the flaws in the game. We went up against a good team yesterday. We had a bad first invade. We invaded, and they were basically staring at the spawn point. Another flaw in the game. You know where they're going to spawn. And when they stared at the spawn point, we had a bad invade, and then they now can just hold their moats, and they can wait, and then they can basically try to invade close to 50, and then invade again with 50, and now they get to kind of like double stack their invades. And it was all determined because we had one bad invade. We had one bad invade, and the game is pretty much over to a certain extent. And I am going to get to the rubber band mechanics in a, lo- in a minute, because a lot of you are going to hear what I'm saying. You're like, but there's rubber band mechanics. Lono, you complain about them all the time. Couldn't you just rubber band? Let me, let me, let me get to that in a moment. I think that what they need to do with this is potentially, potentially change the nature of invading to make it not so easy. Because everybody set their sights on Sleeper and said Sleeper was the problem. Sleeper isn't generally the problem. Again, Queen Breakers or a 1K Voices is all you need to ruin a team's day. Whether you're staring at the invade points or invading with the 1K, whichever side of the fence you're really, you know, leveraging to make invading a frustration for the other team, that that can be a huge determination, a huge determining factor to the winner. And those really, really strong, really, really strong the powerful weapons are just exposing what I what I would say is a humongous flaw uh, in the game mode. So, what I'm going to say next is simple strategy. Okay? Simple strategy. Basically, that's all you need is a very simplistic strategy. There's not a lot of depth in this game mode, and that's okay. I don't think it needs to be super difficult for people to navigate and figure out how to win, but I do think, I do think that it's extremely simple. So if you want to win in Gambit, go in with a full team, okay? I'm even going to get to the melt strategy too, because I didn't talk about that in the beginning, right? Uh, This is how you win Gambit. As soon as you have 25, send somebody over with the strongest power weapon that you have. Just send that baby on over. Send them over and have them get one or two kills. Even if they don't get a kill, they can still slow down the enemy team significantly. And then... You're on your you're on your way to 50. If you can bank 50 before they get their 25 banked, you've basically got a guaranteed win. It's basically a guaranteed win. They're never going to catch you. The, the the catch up mechanics are not designed 
uh, to assist a team that is that far behind. The second thing you're going to do, if you can, is if you can run Melting Point Titan, which is your hammer strike, whenever you do a shoulder charge on an enemy with the top attunement on a solar titan, and you shoulder charge them, that's basically Melting Point from Year 1 Destiny, uh, Destiny 1, and that debuffs them, they take more damage, and you hit them with two blade barrages... That's basically a wrap. If you wait until you get about a times two primeval slayer, that basically almost kills the boss entirely. Now, what we do to ensure that the boss may be softened up and that the plate is clear, you also run an Orpheus Riggs Hunter tether. And as soon as you summon the primeval, you tether the platform, kill all of the adds and the envoys. And then as soon as the primeval is basically there naked, ready to be killed, wait for the first invade. Don't do any damage to the boss yet. They're going to invade. A lot of teams are going to see the fact that the, that the primeval is taking damage. You're not actually damaging the primeval, by the way. He's just taking damage from the shared damage on the tether and they're going to panic invade and then you don't do anything you don't you basically just either hide or try to kill them i wouldn't even waste your power ammo at this point you might need it you might not once that invader is gone you melt you just melt go melting point punch the boss and hit him with two blade barrages and stuff escalation protocol shotgun in his face you will your jaw will drop at how fast the boss dies when you're losing to teams and they're basically killing the boss's health bar in a matter of like literal seconds like one to two seconds you're like 1001 1002 and he's dead like when you see teams doing that this is basically the strategy that a lot of people are using because blade barrage on a boss on top of melting point is an insane amount of damage and it's and the reason it's so nice is it happens really fast it's not like you've got a reload sleeper or 1k voices or maybe you get knocked back trying to use your escalation protocol shotgun it's not like that it's just guaranteed insane damage and it's it's so immediate there's such an immediacy to this strategy okay that is that is the strategy for winning and i think one of the problems with this is all of the races there is no back and forth there's no real back and forth there's no real tug of war it's a race of 25 a race to 50 and then you just melt the boss with what i would say is great we have great power in the game but that power is making the boss fight in gambit sort of simplistic and kind of silly okay now why why do i think all this is flawed and bad all right number one so let's just end with still flawed the game mode I think is still flawed number one I think having so much dependent on the first minute of gameplay to whoever gets a good first invade wins wins probably most of the time like I would love to see the numbers I would love to see the numbers from Bungie like how many people invade second and win it's gotta be low now really good teams as I said that are intelligently like watching spawn points are are canceling that first invade now that's something you might want to do to push back on this right you're like well if the first invade determines so much determine who's going to be watching the invade points have them grab power and have them use like a 1k or a queen breakers or something and have them watching the invade points so when that person comes in they're either unable to do much because you kind of pin them down or they're dead right away either way that's one of the best things you can do to kind of counteract that i still think invasion needs completely retooled uh being able to see through walls with 1k voices sleeper and queen breaker is just dumb uh, I don't want to see those weapons nerfed into the ground because of one game mode that few like I think fewer and fewer people are playing. I think that's why they suddenly stacked on the two times infamy and the three times infamy. I don't think they were getting 
fantastic engagement. I think they were probably getting low engagement, uh, which I think is unfortunate because when people were first playing this game mode in closed, in more closed encounters with different gear, like at Guardian Con or E3 or uh, even some of the showcases they did, the back and forth, the battle was more significant. Uh, the other thing to consider is I'm going to touch on the rubber banding. I told you I was going to touch on rubber banding because people think, well, that's how you come back from bad invades, right? That's how you come back from people that pull ahead. Not so. Rubber banding does not help teams that fall behind. Rubber banding ruins the spirit of a close game, and I'm going to explain what I mean, okay? Rubber banding is meant to in most games because people are like what the frick are you talking about rubber banding in most games are designed it's a designed mechanic to help somebody who's behind catch back up all right so when you play mario kart and you're getting bunches of red shells and you know invincibility stars and bullet bill that's trying to help you catch up generally if you're in fifth place down to last place there are catch up items in Mario Kart to help you catch up. Similar things exist in Gambit. There are things that help you catch back up. And some of them are, once they summon their Prime Evil and clear their plate, if you've saved a bunch of your moats, you can then send those moats over. And when you send those you know, blockers over, it makes it really, really difficult for them to land their melt strategy because now their plate's covered. Not only is their plate now covered, they're also dealing with an invader. You basically invade right away and then you are you are causing two pretty significant pain points to them getting rid of their boss. Uh, an ogre, a, a 15 moat big blocker ogre, is nothing when he's on the plate by himself, but he's incredibly frustrating to play against whenever he's on the plate with the primeval. You go to get your melt, he knocks you back, he starts hitting you with that blast. So playing from behind actually has significant advantages. They also get to share in the the... Slayer buff. If you get Slayer buff and they're behind, they get a percentage of that Slayer buff. So if you're on like a two-time Slayer buff, they get like a one. Once you hit three or four, I think they're at around two. So they automatically get Slayer buff even though they're playing from behind. They get to cover your plate in blockers even though there is no blocking anymore. Blocking, in my mind, is meant to block the bank, not clutter up the plate for a team that's playing slower or being outplayed. And... These only really frustrate you when you're in a close game with a good team. When you're crushing another team, rubber banding does not help bad teams. It doesn't. It ruins the spirit of a close game. Reason being, and this is a, as this is again, this is a strategy to tuck away in your pocket. If you're playing against a team that you know is giving you a hard time and it's a close game and they have 20-something moats to bank and you have 20-something moats to bank and you can both summon your primeval, summoning second is a huge advantage. Why? Because they're going to summon their 20-something moats and put a bunch of blockers on your plate. You can kill those blockers with ease because there's nothing else on the plate and then you summon and now you're sending a bunch of blockers to their plate that they're attempting to clean up and you're doing that playing from behind rubber banding and so that's an advantage that you can leverage with this this setup in the game so that is in my opinion another flaw that it in close games and trials a rubber banding mechanic would have a similar a similar effect right it's like well you're behind so we're going to try and help you out well bad teams can leverage that and be like well we'll just always play from behind get the rubber band and then we'll then we'll then we'll win also winning 
is is definitely feels better than losing but when we were consistently winning we were basically doing the same thing over and over bank 25 bank 50 melt the boss bank 25 bank 50 melt the boss there was no back and forth now i don't necessarily know what the solution is to teams that just can't seem to figure out what it is they're supposed to do or how it is they're supposed to do it and then you're just going to trounce them that's going to happen in any game in existence that's not a unique problem for destiny but I think they could do some things to help people figure out it's a race to 25. Like, hey, you've got enough to send your, you know, your invader over. You might want to bank now instead of killing enemies. Like, you could use the drifter to alert them that, like, hey, your team can send. You really need to send right now because after that, you're basically, you know, over with. It's, it's not going to happen. Extending the boss fight is another thing I'm going to continue to pull for. I just don't think the boss fight is a boss fight. You ignore him, you clean the plate, and then you dispatch of him with extremely ease, with just just utter ease. It's not even a it's not even a melt competition anymore. Once this once some of these metas settle in on the community, it, it's not even gonna really feel like a battle. Like you're literally gonna just see everybody's gonna do the exact same thing. And some people now are just ignoring the envoys. Like they just don't even kill the envoys. They just go with the melt strat because it's so easy to get rid of the boss so so quickly because there's no mechanics to the fight there's nothing to slow you down so I would like to see invasion looked at I would like to see the the nature of the boss fight looked at and maybe things put in place to either change how influential the first 25 race is or or at least alert players to know that's basically what you're supposed to be focusing on because if you're solo queuing and you got one dum dum on your team holding seven moats and he really wants to get 10 so instead of banking he goes to the next area he's not really a dum dum to be fair he's not a dum dum he's kind of doing what the game mode incentivizes you to do you, you, the, the more moats you bank the bigger blockers you send and the blockers themselves as they go up in 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 size don't do more unless you're covering the plate at the end right they don't do more so you're you're kind of teaching players to play the wrong way so you go into solo queue you can't really get mad at the guy who's holding on to seven and one's ten because the game kind of passively promotes that strategy anyway and that's a bad strategy given the nature of the race so overall winning or losing i think the game mode has flaws and i want to see it improved i think the game has massive potential Uh, i'm sure we're going to have a lot of back and forth on this because there are people that don't agree with me that's totally fine so I'll be interested to see what you guys have. Obviously, listen to the Q&A if you don't agree with me. See if people represented your point. As always, if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always tune in live, twitch.tv slash rage or follow me on Twitter at rage. As with all of my content, I appreciate you listening or watching. Please like, share, and subscribe.